56 degrees count up on 8-11 on 92.7 WMAY. Patrick Fingston in for Greg Bishop on this Wednesday morning. I'll be here uh, the rest of the week as well. Greg's back on Monday. We'll have full disclosure with the BGA coming up at 8.30. We are happy to welcome uh, to the show now State Representative Tim Butler, a Republican from Springfield. Uh, Tim, we've been talking a lot about crime and, and the Safety Act and 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 some of the 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 questions and and memes and stuff regarding that right now and the the heated rhetoric. Let me ask first: is 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 Republican complaint here about the idea of ending cash bail, or is it about some of the the confusing uh, double talk, poorly way that some of this bill was written and needs to be cleaned up? Well, Patrick, first of all, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, I think yes to both of those. <laughs> you know, we have, uh, I think, what have we done? Three trailer bills, two or three trailer bills since this, since this bill was passed uh, in January of 21. Uh, there's discussion of coming back and, and changing it even more. And I think, you know, number one, that underscores a lot of the things that we brought up during debate that, that, that night and morning the fact that it was slapped together, even though the proponents of the bill say that this is, you know, a lot of ideas have been out there for a long time. This was slapped together uh, in the middle of the night, and we knew there were going to be problems with it. And then I think beyond that, it's, it's you know, a philosophical question in how you go after criminals. And I think a lot of us believe that um, this, is, this is a bill that is soft on crime um, and that allows people to go free that you know won't be held uh, when they've potentially committed very serious crimes, and I think but a is lot that of us true? Is that really true? Because I, if, if you I, really I, if I, you I, read the bill, there are so many different uh, options in which a judge can hold someone. But but now judges are are going to be. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of the proper term here, but you know, judges are going to be commanded under that law to basically set people free. Yes, they will have the ability to hold people if they like, but I think it's going to be a much higher standard for judges to, to keep these people held while, while awaiting trial. And I, you know, look, I will see what happens with this. This goes into effect January 1. I think there's a lot of us that believe that over time, if this continues to be the policy of the state of Illinois, this is going to have a severe impact on raising crime in the state of Illinois, of people who have committed crimes back out and are able to recommit crimes or potentially on the same people they committed those crimes before, uh, you know, when they were arrested the first time. So to be seen, but I, this is, this is a huge sea change in how we approach, you know, crime in the state of Illinois. And, and a lot of us believe in a lot of smarter people than I, a lot of people, state's attorneys, people who are involved in the, the criminal justice system, you know, they have a lot of concerns about it. And, and I have a lot of respect for those people. Representative Tim Butler joins us here in WMAY. Uh, you know the the Republican, you know, side of of the 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 coin when it comes to to electoral messaging and and campaigns have have talked a lot about the Safety Act or 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 you know the the Criminal Justice Law or Pretrial Fairness Act or any of those those different terminologies as as the reason for so many of the crime problems we're facing today. Um, is that true, though, even though the, the cash bail reform, which is clearly the biggest one here, hasn't taken effect yet? Well, when you look at the way that Kim Fox has operated in Cook County, I do think the way that she has basically 
implemented a lot of these things on her own already in, in Cook County, that has a direct impact on crime rates in the city of Chicago and Cook County. I, I really believe that. I also think there's, there's a mindset, and it's not just a mindset, you know, uh, in criminal justice, but, you know, I've used the same thinking, the mindset when it comes to a lot of, uh, like when we passed CJA, the environmental law, on, on you know, the, the issues that we have with our power grid. These are, these are liberal, progressive ideas that have been out there for a long time, and it's not necessarily even the legislation that's passed, but a lot of the a lot of the things that have led up to the legislation passing have had an impact already uh, in places like like Illinois, uh, and I think this is you know with with this um, legislation in particular, I mean this this is going to have an impact I think negatively on crime in Illinois, and and you know it's it, it's not just Republicans. I mean this this legislation only passed with the bare minimum of votes after they kept the vote open for a long time in the waning hours of, of the last general assembly. There were a lot of suburban Democrats that did not vote for this and, or didn't want to vote for it and were forced to vote for it. Let's flip the script. If, if Jim Durkin were speaker and, and Tim Butler were majority leader or, or assistant leader or whatever, <laughs> that, that you guys had the ability to pass whatever bill you want to that, that would curb crime. What do you do? How do you do it? Well, I think, you know, and we've talked about this. I think, I think we repeal safety, first of all, and start, start anew having discussions with our prosecutors on what we can do to uh, get tough on crime in the state of Illinois. We have uh, the House Republicans, and it's not just, not just public safety, but we've put together, I think now, over, over almost 100 pieces of legislation that we call Reimagine Illinois. And it's in buckets of issues that are important to the people of Illinois. When we get in the majority, we have, we have legislation ready to go that we know that, that is going to be good things for the, the people of Illinois, including changing the mindset on where we're at on criminal justice in the state of Illinois. Before we let you go, Representative Tim Butler joins us for another moment. Tim, uh, the the race for governor, obviously, people are, are focused on uh, on Darren Bailey and and kind of some of the missteps that he's made and and some of the the weird things that he's he's kind of latched himself onto at times. Our poll showed that he's down twenty. Uh, fundraising is way down. Is is there a way for him to make this a race in the final two months? Well, Patrick, I've, I've told you before, and, and I do think that Senator Bailey can turn this into a race. Um, I, think, I think certainly the, the mood of the electorate um, is, is not happy right now. And when you see everything continue with inflation, when you see the president's numbers still in the tank, uh, I think that is advantageous to someone like Darren Bailey. Now, Senator Bailey, uh, you know, he needs to figure out how to work with everyone across the board, all the Republicans. I still don't think they've done a great job of solidifying their support across the board and having a team across the state of Illinois. And I, I think the other thing is if I see that he moved into an apartment in Chicago, um, I, I'm not happy with the way that the city of Chicago is run in the least, but disparaging, continuing, continuing to disparage the largest city in the state of Illinois is, is a problem for him, I think. I think he needs to find another way to message that other than calling Chicago a hellhole. Representative Tim Butler. Find him on the Twitters at Rep Tim Butler. Uh, Representative, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. Take care. You're